Can you believe it? It's finally here. It's the most wonderful time of the year, unless you get stressed out about how to pay for it. Savewithconrad.com can help you make this the best Christmas ever. You won't make a house payment for the next two months. That's right. Skip your next two house payments and use all that cash for your extra holiday expenses. And come next year, you're going to have a lower monthly payment. Don't put Christmas on a credit card. Pay your credit card debt off at savewithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Savewithconrad.com. Hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? Happy holidays, Conrad. I guess officially we are in the holidays as Thanksgiving has gone by. Black Friday has gone by. Cyber Sunday Monday has gone by, unless you're watching on Patreon. And uh, we're heading to the Christmas season, so happy holidays to you, buddy. Man, I'm excited to be here, but uh, I guess right at the start of the show, we need to peel back the curtain. We, we actually started recording this show and you had to run a timeout. You disappeared. And, uh, I just assumed as did Mr. Silva, who's uh, producing us today that you had to take an old fashioned, big old country shit. Yeah. So, uh, what's no. shaking bacon? You're not feeling so well. You get them leftovers getting to you. What's the deal? We got a new dog. Uh, her name is Kirby. You shit the and... dog. No. Okay. Kirby is a fun, loving beagle mix who just wants to have a good time and she's a puppy and she wants to play. But unfortunately we also have in the house, two old men that are grumpy bug right here and chewy down there. And apparently her and chewy, she probably tried to play with chewy and he got into a fight with her. And so we had to separate them and put them in separate kennels. And there you go. That's what we, so we have a dog fight. How, how about that? Well, there was a dog fight in college football this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And one at the Dorton Arena. Congrats all around to uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat returning to the ring and yeah, okay. had a little surprise guest action. Proud for him and man, I'm proud for what we're doing today. We're going to be watching an old episode of World Championship Wrestling. This one went down on December 5th, 1987, and it's not a typical studio show. We're going to be rocking about an hour and a half here with you today from season three, episode 48. So as Tony likes to say, and he sells all the boys, get your cock out, go to season three, episode 48 of world championship wrestling, December 5th, 1987. And Tony, just in time for the holidays, there's lots of rumor and innuendo around our little modest operation that perhaps, is it true? We have a special countdown this week. Yeah, uh, we had, uh, this was a, uh, this uh, past weekend was a really a great weekend for many reasons. We had, uh, some of our, there's Chewy barking to get out. Hope she keeps his ass in there the entire time. Old fucker. So anyway, we had a great Thanksgiving and, um, we had some friends over who actually we, and it, it shows you that how we've become on WHW Monday, our Patreon page and, and also on ad free shows that we're more than just you know, uh, acquaintances, we're, we're family, we're friends. Yes. Uh, so uh, Megan Nelson, who's become a very good friend and helps me out when I make appearances, rock star salesperson, every she single really week. Is. Yep. Patrick and Brooke McGall, uh, who are friends from Shreveport and, uh, Megan's from Pittsburgh. They came in and had Thanksgiving this weekend with the family. And then they went up with us to, with me to Russell Cade. 
How about that? Uh, so we had them over Thanksgiving, and we did a little Thanksgiving countdown. It's nothing spectacular, but it involves Lois, which means there's always some something uh, something up. Okay. So with that in mind, it's time for a countdown Thanksgiving style. Thanksgiving at the Shivani house is over. Thank God, right, Lois? Yes. Is that all you can say? Yes. Well, a freaking bitch. <laughs> we got uh, Brooke and Patrick and Megan. Hi. Did you guys have a good time? We had a lovely time. I had a great time. There were only a couple of mishaps. <laughs> it was very majestic. <laughs> so now it's time for our countdown. Would you say something more than yes? Yeah, what do you, <laughs> you want freaking to bitch. <laughs> Okay, here what we go. What does that mean? I have to say something funny like, yeah, yeah you ate all the turkey. <laughs> Here's the countdown. Megan? Three. Patrick? Two. Brooke? One. Lois? Play. How about that? And we're opening up. We're joining a match in progress in Miami. Yeah. The referee is Bill Alfonso. Mm-hmm. Baby doll wanders around the outside. Yeah. And underneath the bright lights, it's Larry mm-hmm. Zabisco and Barry Wyndham. Who, by the way, as we have seen from earlier episodes of this, they're kind of battling for the Western States heritage title at this time. Uh, I saw Larry Zabisco and Russell Kate as well. I hadn't seen him in a long time. Oh, but here's our open. How our about that? Beautiful musical open. Yeah. I, uh, I love this old school. <laughs> Championship Wrestling, bringing you great wrestling action sanctioned by the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. So the Barry Windham is the Western States Heritage Champion. Larry Zabisco's got Baby Doll with him. I'm sorry, Barry Windham is the uh, the champ, but right. We uh, I think this is uh, the debut as we're looking at some empty seats there, or there are some people dressed up like empty seats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think JR's on the call here too with you. In progress, yeah, quite obviously, one fall or a 20 minute time limit. And Tony, I think that just over 10 minutes has elapsed at this point. You know, Jim, as we take a look at both men, obviously a lot of bad blood between both these two men, and both men are going all out. Wyndham. Were you calling from an old AT&T or cellular one phone line? What was that about? Well, it sounds terrible, doesn't it? It does. Reversal by yeah. Larry Zabisco back to the head scissor. This is. These two men, Tony, are, are really having a, I think, one of the most heated rivalries in wrestling right now. Wyndham being ch- Boy, JR could spin that yarn even back then, couldn't he? Yeah, he, was, he was and is tremendous. Uh, I, I really think here that if I recall this correctly, I really think here that the reason the sound is so shitty <laughs> is because I don't think Turner Broadcasting went out and did many live wrestling events. You know, we had our own truck that we did syndication in, and they did a lot of those. Right. But for the Turner people, they were used to doing studio stuff. And maybe they went out and did some football games or whatever, but not wrestling. And I just, I just remember when we would go out and do things live with Turner Broadcasting, yeah. there were always a lot of problems. Always. Isn't that crazy too? It's a freaking TV company. You would think they would get yeah. it right if anybody would yeah. get it right. Because I remember Starcade '88, which was my last Starcade before I left. It when we were we did in Norfolk and Magnum TA and I, if you'll recall, did the on cameras up in this uh, up top. It was a terrible day of things not working and cameras not being ready, and it was just terrible. So, 
And there, Jim and I are not on headsets. We're holding microphones, stick mics. So there you go. How about that? Uh, anyway, I saw Larry Zabisco for the first time in a long time at Russell Cade. Did he finish his Hall of Fame speech yet? <laughs> Last I heard, he was just round in the corner. Uh, I do not. I did not see his Hall of Fame, but but Larry's aged quite a bit as we all have, but that's just, uh, <laughs> I love that. Anytime you run into somebody from the past, you're like, God, these motherfuckers are looking old. <laughs> they are. I man. mean, wow. Uh, the last time I saw them, they were so young. I mean, I know that yeah. was 40 years ago and I dye my hair every week, but damn. And then I, I don't dye my hair every week, every other week. I don't dye my hair. Listen, I'm going to tell you now. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I know what you're going to say, but I dye my beard. That's as far as I go. We're going to cut right your, now. you're going to get your hair cut. And we're, and, or we're going to have to do something about it as a, as it's, a it's, community. It's way too long. It's way too long. Isn't it? I mean, it looks like your home. Well, kinda. Yeah. Matt, I, I, Matt Shivani said, uh, I said, oh my so gosh, listen to this. I said, so what? Oh God. All right. What companies would you want to work for? Just capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the audio here. Yeah, there's no audio. Okay, I, I've unmuted it and there's no audio. Okay, how about that? Yeah, I'm not making this up. I'm sure you're not. Okay, isn't that crazy? Yeah, somebody cut your hair. Somebody cut your hair. I say, somebody cut your hair. I say, I don't know what to say. Shivani <laughs> cut your hair. So anyway, um, <laughs> so as you know, Matt works with us in in AEW now. So. Matt looked at my hair kind of, um, you know, had that. Can you hear this? Let's try it. Let's try it. Let's try. I can't. Can you track it on your end? Give it a shot here. No, there's nothing on my end. What's what's happening here? <laughs> it's, it's mute TV. Has, has, has Peacock, Peacock Sh- shit the bed shit here? The, they may have. Well, yeah, I think, I think <laughs> that's even I better. Think I'm, 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 I'm proud to be an American. I think, and I'm going to go, I think to be an American Ric Flair. You may, uh, want to beat me at Starcade, and you may, there was to the ring. From get- how, how wild is this dude? Th- this audio is all fucked up on Peacock. We finally found something wrong over there besides just terrible music that they've overdubbed. Yeah, it's 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 the commentary from the match. I know. It's wild. <clears throat> God. We found something special here today. We we have we have found something special. You know what's funny though is they're gonna blame you fucks for it. Uh-huh. Well, that's the way we got it. That's the way yeah. Yeah, winners it, you know. History is always written by the winners. They beat us in the Monday Night Wars. Little, 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 little. So, uh, this new dog you got, what's the deal with this yeah. dog? 
What's that? What's the deal with the dog? Let's hear about the dog. She's a puppy. Uh, and, uh, ain't you too old for that shit now? Well, I asked Lois, are you sure you want this? And once a puppy comes to the house, the puppy's here, you know? So Dr. Uh, death here is going to be taking on Jerry gray. We see that beautiful yeah. Reggie parks, UWF world heavyweight championship. What does it look identical to? Well, he just set it down. So I don't know. It is that belt was the inspiration for the ring of honor world title that Chris Jericho wears oh. now. Okay. Very good. Cool. The exact same belt, just with different letters. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Death, man, man and a half here. You talk about a oh. big old barrel chested motherfucker. You're not kidding. That was interesting. That was almost like a fireman's carry inverted. Fuck your mom. Schoolboy. I always thought that doc had a problem being a professional wrestler because he was such good, a good athlete and good at being an amateur wrestler that the, it was hard for him to work. It was easier for him to beat the shit out of you. Right. right. Hard for him to work. I just always thought that about him. If you, if you were going to be in the ring with somebody, he was going to beat the shit out of you or work. What would you prefer? Uh, work. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't have guessed that. Cause based on what I've heard back in the day, you and Lois were into some weird shit and you were into pain. No, that's not true. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, man, you, you, you have me mixed up with one of your other whack pack boys. You think that was Jim uh, Ross? By the way, who's all involved in your whack pack now? I know that you've cut loose a bunch of guys and girls and told them to hit the fucking bricks. And wow, really? Yeah. So uh, my, my, my group chat's pretty much the same, except for Mark Nielsen. He's no longer in the group. <laughs> I understand that. Why did you laugh at that? What okay, was funny about that? The way, you, the way you would say that he's no longer in the group. Well, he's not. Yeah. I didn't lie. I didn't make that up. Mm -hmm. We love Mark. Yeah, we do. You know, uh, it reminds me of, uh, took my granddaughter to WrestleCade as well. And, uh, how old is your granddaughter now? 18. Isn't that something? Man. Yeah. Oh, look at the eighties, man. And so the way people dress. You, so anyway, you we took were, an we were, 18 year old girl we, around wrestlers. We were going, well, no, she worked my table and, uh, took pictures. Okay. I didn't let her around wrestlers. No. Okay. I'm just asking Please. questions. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Family. You know, I, I, I think I've been around the business long enough to know better than that. <laughs> well, you just said I took her around. Okay. Wrestling. Well, <laughs> okay. So I'm trying to get the exchange right between her and Laurie. Uh, we were eating and, uh, we had a couple of our, our family members who will go unnamed, uh, get overserved at Thanksgiving, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, well, I can guess one of them. Yeah. And, uh, Lois says, uh, make sure, make sure they don't drive home. And my daughter very innocently said, where else would they go? Yeah. And Laurie snapped <laughs> just perfectly deadpan prison. <laughs> just, it made, made us laugh. That was great. And it made us yeah, laugh we, to see Jerry Gray think he had a shot against Dr. Death. Even Bill Alfonso knew better than that. He counted three as soon as he slid in the ring. Yeah. Bang, bang, bang. We're done. And I, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the, the closed caption here. Yeah. 
We're, we're still calling the Wyndham match on well, audio. Well, we're going to have you do a ringside promo. And if you mm-hmm. know anything about Dr. Death promos, mm-hmm. it's that they ain't good. Nope. So let's see if we got it or if we're still listening to commentary All right, go from ahead. the earlier match. This should be fun. Let's, uh, let's check it. 15. Yep. 15. How about that? You literally have to make up what you're saying here as you're talking to Dr. Death. Yeah, that that I, title I though, looks just like the ring of honor belt. Does it not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, 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 wow. It really does. So is this like a Jeff Jones, you know, Jeff Jones is like a belt nerd. Yeah, he's like, that's all he wants to talk about belts. Yes. He loves them. And I like Jeff, but I, I just want to tell Jeff, you know, Jeff, I don't, I don't give a fuck about belts. Well, we know that. Cause you've promised me one for years and never delivered. Don't you fucking say, I know where it is and I can go get it anytime and all this horse shit. Well, you know what? I know where it is. You know where it is. You can go get it anytime. I'm going to be in Arizona this coming. Well, that ain't San Diego, dude. Well, that's closer than I'm going to get is what I'm saying. (laughs) I, uh, Hey, did you hear about that? That uh, Kane Velasquez, you know, the, the UFC fighter who, uh, maybe heard that maybe someone was touching a family member inappropriately. And he went and, uh, attacked that person. He's now been released and they're going to allow him to take his ankle bracelet off from what I understand and work a Lucha match this weekend. Wow. I think that might be the first time that's ever happened. Hmm. Like to me, it feels like this is like, you should bring him out. Like the early days of Sabu and ECW, they used to wheel Sabu out to the ring on, Hey, it's the, the, the promos caught up now. So our sounds back. Okay. They used to wheel him out like on something you would like move furniture with or whatever. Uh-huh. My dad calls it a dolly. It's probably got another technical term. Anyway, right. he'd strap Sabu. Paul Heyman would strap him to this dolly and put like a Hannibal Lecter mask on him and let him go. But I think that would be cool if he did that for Kane, except you had an armed police officer, like undo the ankle bracelet and then the match can begin. That'd be a real gimmick right there. That would be a real gimmick. Yeah. Thought you were getting ready to tell me that Paulie strapped his talents to uh, a golden corral. Yeah, I know you had no, Paulie. no stra- strapped uh, strapped him to things while he walked by with the uh, with the house receipts and not paying him what he owed him. Wasn't sure where you were going with that. Why do you just, why do you have such disdain for Paul Heyman when he's never done anything wrong to you ever in his life? I don't know what you're talking about. I I love Paulie. I I have no idea what you're talking about. It's apparent here on this program how much you love him. So, uh, what are you naming this stupid fucking mutt? That's going to tear your house up and shit and well, piss first of everywhere. All, it's, not, it's not a stupid fucking mutt. It's a wonderful little beagle, a Kirby. That's right. You told us at the top and this is named yeah. after the piece of shit, Georgia head coach who is no more. If you, if you want to call him that it is named after the Georgia head coach. We had a dually too, named after the late Vince Dooley. So why don't you name it after a coach? Who's actually going to win something like the national championship last year. Yes. What about that? Why didn't you name that? him? Why didn't you name him after that? Yeah, that's because that's Kirby's smart one. The national <laughs> championship, <laughs> and hell may do it again. Hey, they are uh, they are like real deal number one. I don't think there's any fucking doubt they're the best team in football this year. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't think so either. And I, I would relish the. I would relish uh, the. Uh, did they just stop a match in the middle? I sure did. 
And now we're jumping right into <laughs> em, empty seat Jones, barbarian and warlord. What the fuck? And a six man tag, I think, or something else out there. That was, this Holy is the most God. random episode of world championship wrestling we've ever seen. Sting and Bob cook. And all of a sudden here's the warlord and the barbarian against Gene Ligon. And, uh, Jesus. I mean, this is a crazy episode here. Yeah, man, it is. We're doing, we need a little finder's fee because they didn't know this was happening. It also tells you how few people are actually watching Peacock and some of this older stuff. I got the inside track that nobody watches the old stuff. It's up to guys like me and you to actually, Hey, go watch this old shit. Look how the lights are blinking. How the ropes make the lights blink. So really, so inside track, no one watches this old stuff anymore. Nope. Including the guys who post it. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> but that's my point is, you know, that everybody uses the network or Peacock for the new stuff. So if there's like a new documentary, they watch that, uh, yep. they'll, they'll watch the latest raw, the latest SmackDown, the latest, I don't guess they call them pay-per-view anymore. Premium live events, whatever. Sure. So they watch all that shit, but this old stuff, like if you're waiting around hoping, man, I hope one day they upload a whole bunch of the old Jim Crockett stuff. Keep waiting, buddy. It ain't happening. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wonder now because of space that, you know, you, every, everything is on obviously servers and servers take up a lot of space and they're expensive and, oh, look at that. Holy shit. Kid didn't even go up and he's going to pay for it. I don't think I'd um, want to be him. No, me neither. I just wonder that, I wonder if they're going to start uh, getting rid of some of the stuff. Yeah, probably. To make room for, you know, when it gets full. And instead of uh, uploading to a different server or whatever, they'll just say, eh, we'll just erase all this shit and put this, this stuff may be, uh, may have seen its time. No doubt. And here's the other thing too, the value of it's going down. There's a couple of guys out there. I think who were holding on thinking, well, one day I'll sell this to WWE. Uh, you probably missed your chance, bud. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's over now. Wow. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. That's a shame, isn't it? So, uh, the, the further, the further out you go into the future, the less valuable some of the shit that you thought was valuable and was part of your childhood is. Yeah. Well, that's a lot like the people who were in it. Like, nope. So somebody the other day say, wait a minute, you mean Klondike bill used to wrestle? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. One, boy, did he ever wrestle bears and everything else? One day people will say, whatever happened to Tony Schiavone? And that time he'll be dead and happy. I might go peacefully. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to go peacefully, but. Oh, you're going to have I have more years behind me than ahead. I know that. Oh boy. I had a joke right there ready to go. And then I just remembered what you do for a living. And I just said, I'll just keep that one to myself. (laughs) Tell him off air, but timing (laughs) and comedy is everything. And boy, I had one. (laughs) Unfortunately, so did, uh, Paul Jones army. They get the win mm-hmm. here. 
And then you were talking about how different wrestling is these days. We'd never let those empty seats persist. We would have people in those seats by now, or we would at least try to darken them. We would just and rearrange you see, people. You, you see on that shot, there's plenty of people there. It's like, yes, we there were are. The... wait a minute. Didn't we have this a moment ago, buddy? This is just a shit show projects was, was to make world champions out of the two biggest men. The Barbarian and the Warlord. And I figured I was about a year away putting them together, knowing that they're the two world. Did you ever hear a good Paul Jones promo? Never. I don't In think, any era. I don't think I did either. Yeah. I just, man, we, we, we had this interview unless they, unless they haven't talked twice. No. Uh, I think what happened is we got out of sorts. Uh-huh. Did we uh, ever? Yeah. <laughs> uh. By the way, this show aired on the fifth. It was actually recorded three days before the ninth mm-hmm. center, December 2nd, only 2000 folks here in Miami. Mm. This was in the Miami beach convention center. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong. Okay. I'm just saying, you know, they, I, said, I, you, you I ran the convention doing... center on September 9th. Okay. But this show, I believe was a TV taping on December 2nd. Okay. All right. I just remember running both and, uh, you know, we've run the night centers, AEW too. And, uh, oh, here we go. And we're running a commercial. So I think you and I should too, Tony, I'm at 1934. Okay. I'm a, when I hit 40, I'm gonna pause. All right. Wish I could have did that in my real life, but I didn't instead I found athletic greens and buddy, you will too. Let me just tell you, uh, my wife, Megan, she's a bit of a health nut. Yeah. Uh, you know, can't always say that about me necessarily, but her buddy, she's up early. She's eating the right things. She's exercising. She's running. She's doing her deal. And when the pandemic started, she said, Hey baby, I got something we got to start doing every day. And once I realized it was just drinking a delicious drink, I was in. Cause I didn't want to take a bunch of nasty tasting shit. I didn't, <laughs> I wanted something that's going to taste good. I'm not going to have to dread. Well, AG one checked all the boxes. Now my wife wanted me to do it because it better supports our immune system, but I've learned since that with one, that's right. One delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, everything you need to help you start your day. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your focus, your recovery, your aging, all of your things. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you're eating keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, we're talking less than one gram of sugar. Y'all no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial, anything. And it still tastes good. It's going to support better sleep quality, better recovery, better mental clarity, better alertness. And by the way, don't just take Tony and I's word for it. These jokers got over 7,000 five-star reviews. Think about that. 7,000 five-star reviews. I couldn't tell you the last time I left a review for anything, but when I did, it was damn awesome. And everybody agrees athletic, athletic greens and AG one are that. And Tony, we've got a, uh, special little offer put together. Don't we right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. 
All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash WHW. Again, that is athleticgreens slash WHW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. How about that? And with that in mind, Tony, we're going to jump right back into the show. Season three, episode 48. I'm at 1940 and three, two, one play. Ladies and gentlemen, even though he lost, look, dude, here's our Ronnie Garvin promo. It's exactly what we're talking about. I bet you Sting's going to wrestle too. Again, this is some crazy shit, but mm-hmm. I'm having fun with it. By the way, this is indeed the episode. We talked about it last week, but we're going to start to see Lex Luger and, uh, the four horsemen, maybe some cracks start to develop. It's at yep, this very, yep. fa- very same TV taping where we see an interview and then maybe some physicality. I don't think the physicality airs until next week. Uh, but I know for sure that this has the promo where and we'll pay special attention to JJ Dillon. I hope you're, you're watching along with us. We're season three, episode 48 of world championship wrestling. Some really kind of nuanced stuff here. That I think it's going to make for a good show. Yeah. You know, something I've noticed already about the show is, uh, and this is how different things were with WCW back then. And with the WWE or at then WWF, which had their syndicated shows and how different it is today. Entrances were such a big part of WWF back then and are such a big part of wrestling today. But in this show, which is not a studio show, it's an arena show. There are no entrances. They just, so far, they just came right up with guys in the ring. So that's how Jim Crockett promote, uh, approach wrestling back then. Ah, we don't need them fancy entrances. We can have them for the pay-per-views, but not regular TV. And you know, superstars and challenge back then had big, had entrances. They would walk through, right? Walk through the crowd. And there's David Crockett, our buddy. Saw David this weekend. See? Oh my gosh. Dr. Death's going to wrestle again. And then it means he's going to talk again. This is This is JR's dream show. (laughs) The only thing better than seeing one Dr. Death match is two. (laughs) two. Yeah. Uh, Tony, while we're, uh, while we're waiting here, I I make notes throughout my week of things. I feel like I got to tell Tony about that. Uh, so let me just go ahead and pull out the uh, handy dandy notes and Oh boy. Just ask a few questions. All right. We talked, this is where Tony defends his company. We talked about jacking off four times and shit and five. We talked about Vince fucking the warrior. Um, Oh, I did. Uh, want to get your take on something. You know, my wife and pretty much every woman and her side of the family is obsessed with a certain type of what I thought was pretty specific to ladies athletic gear. And I find myself every holiday season waiting in the parking lot of this place while they all go shopping. And then if I need a last minute present from anyone on that side of the family, I know I can go in there and get a gift card and it'll work out. I'm talking about Lulu lemon, Lulu lemon. And I've recently discovered they make mm-hmm. clothes for men. That's what I understand. 
I think that's a little sus. Huh. Where are you at on Lululemon for men? Uh, I'm not for it. Really? Yeah. Well, let's hear, let's hear your reasoning here. Uh, <clears throat> when I think of uh, Lululemon, I'm sorry, Lululemon. I think of yoga pants, right? Yep. Or, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, those pants that women seem to wear that a lot. Yeah. They seem to wear a lot that accentuate you know, they say, things. They, yeah, they say the three things that don't lie, a drunk person, a kid, and Lululemon pants. Mm. Uh, in other words, it, if if you have a rear end that may be a little bit bigger than you want, okay. Lululemon is going to enhance that. In, in other words, they're not going to hide that. You can't hide it. Right. If you don't have, if you have a flat ass, it's going to show it. So... Unless guys really want to show their rear ends, I haven't really I haven't really looked up Lululemon for men. I haven't looked up to see what. Well, let me to here. Let me look. Let me look on the. Well, okay. There's a workout mat, and then there's pants. Do you know <clears throat> Matt Shivani has a pair of Lululemon pants for men? What? Yes, he does. Matt Shivani is smuggling plums. <laughs> and he says it's the most comfortable pants that he's ever worn. Well, he can he probably says. wear a fucking dress and find that very comfortable too. <laughs> Why don't he put on Lois's goddamn nightgown? <laughs> Gather around children. This is super comfortable. <coughs> and by the way, so there. there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing I'm wrong f- with that. If you want to do that, nothing wrong with that at all. I just, it feels it's- like it's a lady store. It does. I, I, when I when I found out that they they have now listen, they are known for active wear, yes. workout gear, all that stuff. I get it. I'm sure they do a great job, but I'm, you yeah. don't see me strutting ass in the Lane Bryant. I got a store. Yeah, I know. I know. Speaking uh, of uh, they got bad hoodies, news, which, which which I love hoodies. So let's just hear him struggle here, can we? It's you talking to the doctor to death. Looks like you're selling yeah, term life insurance. Yeah, Great to be in Miami. I'm no stranger. I'm no stranger to Miami. I've been to the Orange Bowl three times. So I've been around here in Miami. You know about the Starcade, the greatest thing in professional wrestling. You know, Barry Windham gave me the greatest wrestling match, greatest fight I've ever been in. He's a great athlete. I ain't taking nothing from you, Barry. Because I'm a very Wyndham fan myself. But I beat you. Simply as this, I beat you with a wrestling move. I am the wrestling machine of the year of the world. Now, Bunkhouse Stampede. If there's anybody who knows about the Stampede, it's myself. I'm the great fossil of the great holder of the UWF belt. The Stampedes. They're going around and around the United States. And if it's on, if it's on the board at the Civic Center, Bunkhouse Stampede. Don't you miss it. Don't you miss it because it's the greatest thing coming to you. And Tony, I'm going to tell everybody, the American dream, Lex Luger, rock and roll, everybody who gets in that squared circle, we're not friends no more. 
All right. That from Steve. Well, he was a good wrestler. Yeah, he was. Did he call himself a fossil? I don't think so. Oh, he said, I'm the fossil with the belt. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Fossil. Last week he said he was a fossil for okay. the UWF. Okay. Got, uh, so it was, how it was, about this sting and Bob cook are going to wrestle who knew and the only thing better than one sting match is one and a half. Yes. <laughs> one and a half. Well, one said. and a half. Absolutely. Man, Bob cook was a Florida guy and been around a long time. I remember Bob. Not many of those job guys I remember, but I do Bob. So, so tell me more about uh, your son, Matt's balls. My son's Matt's boss. Balls, B A L L S. His scrotum, uh, his sack. I, I don't know. I don't know much about his. Well, his you were balls. telling me all about his 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 balls and his pants and. No, I was saying fancy. that he had a pair of Lululemon pants. Did you Did you start to say Lululemon? Are you trying yeah. to get fancy on me? Yeah, Lululemon. Yeah. Listen, I'm from Alabama, okay? Lululemon. 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 We ought to stop talking about them because unless they sponsor us. Is that how Excalibur pronounces their name? (laughs) Lululemon Suicida. (laughs) (laughs) Or as it's called here in America, Target. Um... Uh, Hey, I did have a good time at, uh, Russell Cade was my first one. That's awesome, re- dude. Yeah. I got to reconnect with a lot of, uh, and I felt really bad about one thing. Uh Oh, one thing went outside, went downstairs, uh, just for a time. And a kid with a, with a poster said, Tony, could I have your autograph? And you kicked him in the dick and pushed him down. No, I did not. But I pretended I didn't hear him. I just kept walking. Oh, Tony. I can't do that, Conrad. How about all these people that already paid? Is that fair to them? Tony. What? This is how the Ultimate Warrior got a bad reputation. <laughs> I, I just, I couldn't do it. I just, I, I should have said, son, I would love to, but I just, I can't. I mean. Someone paid me to be here. No, no, we are charging upstairs for autographs and it's not fair to all these guys who got these autographs and paid this money for me to give it to you for free. Does that make sense? So what I'm, of so, course you're going to say no, and you're going to try to go the other way with it. So go ahead. No fucking know it all. It's fine. <laughs> Just, Hey, I want everybody listening who knows that it feels like they know Tony Shimani and you feel like, you know, you're part of our lives because we come on here every week and just yeah. spill our guts and. <laughs> And you, you spend all this time with us each and every week. And for Tony, you've done it goddamn 40 years now. But if you happen to see him out in the wild <laughs> and you've got your young kid who just got his very first ever Tony Schiavone figure, and he's really excited to see him and he wants his picture made. Don't fucking bother him. He'll pretend he can't hear you. Not because he has neck issues and turns his head like this, but he'll just pretend he fucking can't hear you. Keep fucking yeah. walking. And unless you approach him with a hundred dollar bill hanging out of your pocket, get <laughs> fucked. By the way, if you meet Ric Flair, he'll sign your little kid's autograph. But Tony Schiavone, no, too big of a goddamn don't you, star. Don't you ever 
Don't you ever? Yeah, that's what I thought. Put me and Ric Flair in the same sentence. Again, I won't. I won't. I don't, don't belong together. Ever. He signs don't for little ever. kids. No, he doesn't do shit. He signs for little kids. He doesn't do shit. Signs for little kids. Okay. Shows up yeah. to my wedding. Signs for yeah. little kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, so real real deal now. If let's say a little rug rat approaches you <laughs> this Wednesday after. After I'm going to I'm going to sign I'm going to sign everything this Wednesday. I'm going to sign every time you see me. I will sign something. I will make time for you because it's important. But but now I'm not even going into this anymore. Track the fucking road warrior interview. And we ain't going to start now. We know we signed an autographs and we ain't going to start now. Right We're big stars. And the animal. That's exactly right, Jr. And professional wrestling. And don't you ever. Forget it, tell him, Hawk. Don't you ever forget it, Conrad. Ah, uh, what a liar. Hell. What a piece of shit from Alabama. Yeah. His wife works out. He doesn't do shit. But he probably wears Lululemon pants and yanks off. Yeah. What a rush. Tell him, Paul. Speaking of beating off, I, uh. I heard a story this week that I uh, okay I wanted to share. Okay, why don't you email it to me? So, okay. uh, Paulie, uh, Paulie, uh, that's that's Paul, Paul Ellering. Ellering. I mean, that is Paulie. Paul Ellering talked to his uh, his daughter this week. How great is uh, she? She's one of the great people, isn't she? One of the sweetest ladies ever. One, I, I'm pulling for her. I hope she gets to wrestle on TV again real, real soon. A yeah. super nice lady, a very yeah. talented in ring performer. Yeah, just think I a like lot her of her. I have a lot of time for her, as you would say. Yeah, she was there at the Ric Flair last match. She wrestled during that show. She did. No, uh, just I just love her. Uh, Paul should be very proud. He raised a nice young lady, and uh, I didn't realize until yesterday, and I was told this. Is she engaged to Chris Hero? She is. Oh, well, hang on. I don't know that that's out there. It, um, we might want to. Uh, it's out there now. Okay. Okay. It is out there. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it's out there. I know that it's happened. Okay. Well, anyway, so I. You I, just revealed to the world, about, you know. She Yeah. She was talking about her fiance and, and being there and everything. And then somebody said, uh, it's uh, Chris Hero. And I went, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Chris Hero, who I've never met. Uh, by the way, wrestling genius though. Nice guy. Okay. Okay. Good for him. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Title transference aired October 27, 2004. Director James Marshall, writers Todd Slavkin, Darren Swimmer. I really like this episode, and I'm surprised that you don't like it as much as you thought you did. I actually respect your opinion more than I respect my own in general. (laughs) (laughs) When you say things are good and I check them out, they are. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Oh, wow, man. You're just real dismissive today. No, oh. I bet if Chris hero smuggled them plums and some Lulu Lemon, you'd be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. So I anyway, did. I want to tell you about my friend from high school. Uh, okay. we used to call him bent Dick Billy. Now I don't think that was the name that was on his driver's license, but I can't be no. sure. All right. What about Billy bent Dick Billy? He one day, you know how guys get to a certain age where they're like, oh, whatever. And they do one of these hand motions. Like that's okay. the thing, right? You know, that's a universal, right. what would you yeah. universal? What Tony? I mean, how would you describe that motion? That up and uh, down hand motion? 
Yeah, fuck off motion. Okay, there you go. I was going to yeah. say jack off, but yeah, there's an off in yeah. there. Anyway, yeah, it's just, he yeah. uh, he did that motion one day in a, in a group. Like, oh yeah, this guy. But his did like a right turn. It was like he was signaling a turn. It was like, you know, from where we were sitting, it was like that yeah. JFK back and to the left. Like it was a, it was a hook. So they go, right. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like off to the right. And we we're like, what's it's almost like a tire iron for your Peter. And I okay. wondered how would that happen? Like, I understand I've known guys and you have too, who have missed and broke their dick and Bennett and you know, whatever, but. <laughs> When you're in high school, how would that have oh. happened already? <laughs> I don't know anybody who missed and broke their dick. You know me. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. TMI on that one, buddy. Well, okay. what happens is. So anyway, back to, back to Billy. How would that happen in high school? How would, how would, I mean, that rascal. He was hanging a right, a hard right. Yeah. Well, you're young and your bones are fragile. Oh, really? <laughs> you got bones in your Peter meat? <laughs> well, yes. Where do you think the term got a boner came from? Buddy, I need you to look right in the camera in a loud and clear voice and say, you think there are penis bones. I need that in my <laughs> life so bad. I need a penis bone shirt out of this bit. I need a penis bone. <laughs> we got to have penis bone shirts. We're, I, I need you to work it into Wednesday TV. The next time somebody gets a low blow, I want you to go right in the penis bone. Can you imagine? If you step on Taz's enunciation of Yambag Jones with right in the penis bone. It'll, it'll start trending hashtag penis oh, bone. God almighty. And I wonder what it would be like. Do you think you would have like <sighs> little fragile fish bones in yours? <laughs> no, I don't know. Maybe. So anyway, where, where in the hell is this story going or has it gone? That was it. It's gone. Okay. Thank you. I, so I was, listen, I was looking for your old man advice about how it could bend. And then you said, oh, I don't anybody know, with listen, a bent I don't one. Know it can bend. You never missed ever Tony. I don't have enough to have a th something bend. God. Man, How do you, you bend big, a thimble? I guess that's fair. You, 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 you big penis guys are on a different level than me. I don't know. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's like, uh, I don't know. This is Stan in a singles match, right? Yeah, man. I, I just realized Against this. Kendall Wyndham. Kendall window. So we saw, uh, we saw Bobby and now here's Stan. Mm -hmm. Stan, of course, uh, looks like a miniature Lex Luger. Like honey. I struck the Luger. Yeah, it is. He does. Saw Lex this past weekend. Was he covered in baby oil? Oh no, no. no. I was talking about no, Stan. He, no, he was, uh, uh, he was sitting right beside us and, uh, talked to him and I'm trying to think of who else I saw. Is there a nicer human being? What? Than, than Lex Luger right yeah, now? I don't no. think there is. I don't know. You're right. Saw Tully for uh first time in a while. And, uh, Jimmy, the boogie woogie man valiant. I saw him. 
I haven't seen him since July. Yeah. But uh, he's, oh, I, I love you, Tony. I just love you. I love you, baby. I love So here's my daughter, Hall. Oh, I, I love you because you're Tony's daughter. Here's, here's my granddaughter, Lizzie. Oh, I love you because you're Tony's uh, granddaughter. And here are my friends, Brooke and Patrick and Megan. And we just, we had a chance to walk around and see people. It was pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. It was, it was, I, it's my, again, it's my first Russell, uh, Cade and, uh, it was, Oh, that's your first one ever, ever. Yeah, man. It's, it's really great. I, I, uh, I make it my a point to go to every Russell Cade and Russell con I can Russell Cade mm-hmm. is, you know, uh, it's own Thanksgiving tradition. Yeah, it is. And then of course they, everybody, a lot of the people. Okay. So back to the story about my hair. Yeah. Uh, I never, so I told Matt, I said, Matt, of course, works for uh, us now, and uh, he was looking at my hair, kind of, and I said, what's wrong with my hair? He said, oh, your hair looks fine. It's just not the oh, hair. Oh, wait, hang on. We got to track this. This is All dusty. Right, cool. The boot, the prestige, the money of the bunkhouse stampede. Being the baddest of the bad. Being the bull of the woods, if you will. 25, 30 million. Stampeding into one little bit of ring, you understand? With one thing in mind, to hurt somebody. To kick somebody booty, to twist their arm off and put their ankles up in the chin. And many mornings I got up dwelling on the fact of being the two times winner of the bunkhouse stampede. How am I gonna do it this year? When last year I had to feel around, see if my nose was still on my face. Look up in the morning and see if my ears were still on my head. My eyeballs in the socket was were playing steady on my mind. Because I knew Dusty Rose has to be the bunkhouse stampede champion. For the third time. If you will, for your hockey fans, it's a hat trick. You understand? It's a hat trick. And Dusty Rose now comes at you with this in mind. Anywhere, any place that on the marquee you see the National Wrestling Alliance presents the Bunkhouse Stampede. If you want to just feel a little bit of how bad it is to be the baddest, to be the bull of the wood, then and only then, buy your ticket, walk in and sit down and watch Dusty Rhodes become the bull of the woods dude are we gonna see a better promo in our life no it that's he was so good well he was beyond good he was well here's another gooder oh this is a great promo i love the look here too this feels like a wwf style taping you do it in front of a crowd with the lights in the background yeah. We got JJ Dillon and David Crockett and here's flair suited and booted with the big gold. I think for one second, this has to be a mutual admiration society. I'm standing here with the best manager, the executive director of the greatest group of wrestlers in the world today. The four horsemen, James J. Dillon, he makes and he breaks champions just like that. When Ric Flair came along, Jim Dillon said, Nature boy, you're the kind of man I like to stand next to. JJ Styles and Profiles. The Nature Boy Styles and Profiles. And no matter how much some of you people out there don't like the way it looks, you've got to learn to live with it because the bottom line is I'm the best wrestler in the world today. And what I tell you is no fairy tale. I've walked that aisle now five times to bring you the most coveted trophy in this sport. I'm talking about the one and only 
World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Ric Flair, synonymous with the world title. The Four Horsemen, the legendary group that makes and breaks wrestling promotions. We rule. Nikita Koloff, Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, the list is endless of talent that wants to be in the ring with us. Because when you're in the ring with us, it's a big payday, it's notoriety, it's prestige, unequal in this sport, on this very program. In about 40 minutes, I'm gonna step in the ring one more time. My first title defense in over two years on national television. And Michael Hayes, you like all the rest will find out why. Above all else, diamonds are forever. And so is Ric Flair, the best in this sport. Whether you like it or not, learn to love it. Because David Crockett, it's the best thing going today. They say the four horsemen rule wrestling. There are two of them in the ring right now. Iron Anderson and Tully Blanchard. So we got Arn and Tully against Nelson Royal and the Italian Stallion, who's still mm. probably trying to find a way to squeeze a few bucks out of Matt Hardy. Mm. Um, I wanted to ask you about something that uh, is sweeping the nation, but before I do, we got to finish this story about your hair, Tony. So Matt looks at my hair and he just gives a kind of a sideway look because Matt's Matt's you know we we like to think that Shivani's are kind of a fun loving crowd. Matt has always been the serious one of us, right? So Matt kind of, kind of looks at me sideways and I said, and this is after I sprayed my hair up and did all the stuff to it. And I said, what, you don't like my hair? What's wrong? He said, no, your hair's fine. It's just not the hair a television announcer should wear on a nationwide telecast. Right. Wow. Did that hit me between the eyes? So I can tell everybody that when you see me, if you see me, you never know if I'm going to be on TV or not. If you see me this week, I will have cut my hair. Fuck. <laughs> what? Fuck. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I mean, you text my daughter every day. We got to do something about your, your dad's hair. I did not text her every day. Yeah. Okay. Texted her once recently. Yeah. But I had a whole thing lined up for next week. We had a, oh, we, oh we had a hair intervention lined up. All the Shivani kids were going to be there. DDP was going to put it together. It was going to sound something like this. Tony, we're all here today because we care about you and we're worried about you. We're going to say what you, we have to say, and then you're going to say what you have to say, and then we're done. Okay. And then Lori Shivani was going to hold up a crumpled sheet of paper and through tears say, dad, your horrible haircut has affected my life in the following ways mm. and just rattle it all off. And at the end, we were going to have a little run in from Lois. She had already coordinated. Ed Leslie was going to sneak upstairs and cut your hair, strutting and cutting Brutus, the fucking barber beefcake style right here, live on camera on WHW. Mm. Yeah. And instead you're running down to the supercuts. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let some jack off named bent dick, Billy with a hook, Peter <laughs> hash and, and a lot of fractured mm-hmm. hashtag penis bones mm-hmm. cut your Kentucky waterfall. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now 
Isn't it true? No. That you grow your hair out because you are uh, self-conscious of a scar? Well, I do have a scar back there. I did have neck surgery. A lot of people who never spent much time with me will say, something wrong with your neck? I'll say, yeah, it's fused, dude. Yeah. I, I can't really turn right and I can turn right and left, but not like most people do. And I've been so used to, instead of turning to see somebody, just turn with my, just pivot. And so, yeah, uh, Lois has always been a proponent of long hair because of my neck scar, but not this long. I mean, this is like, it's, I don't think I don't I don't think my hair's ever been this long to be honest with you. You look like you 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 wear like what are those moccasin shoes? My dad calls them dope smokers. That's what you look like. You look like a dope smoker. Um, I'm not a dope smoker. No, I know, I'm but you even, got the I'm haircut even, for one. You look I, like the not, type of guy who would approach people like at, like in middle school and be like, "Hey, kid, you holding? <laughs> got any extras?" All right, so. I'll clean that up this week. Fuck. <laughs> like, you know, there's no refund on the DDP cameo. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, bro, I cut the video, bro. <laughs> so there you see Spinebuster gets it done. They're taking a break. I yeah. think we should too, Tony. They're at 48. Right. No, no. Damn the commercial. We're going uh, right to a promo. And this might be one of the best promos. I don't know. This Tully one snuck up on me. Let's take a listen. It looks like to me, it looks like the horseman got more hardware than true value. I'm talking about the world tag team champions, the world heavyweight champion. Congratulations, boys. Thank you, JJ. You know what it is? There's a lot of people that believe in their hearts that we're the baddest and we're the toughest. But in the record books and the marquees from one end of the world to the other, you got to have this before you're the baddest, before you're the best, before your name is at the top of all the lists. And if you don't have this, your second best at the very best. And don't you forget it. David Crockett, what you would like, what your brother would like, being the NWA. And rest assured, Jim Crockett Promotions is the NWA. You would like on the tag team situation for there to be parity. By parity, I mean any one of 10 teams on any given night can take these from the horsemen. If you had it that way, you would have what is the ideal situation in all the sports. But the only way you're going to have parity, David Crockett, is to take a year out of our life and send the horsemen on an extended vacation. Because the bottom is, the bottom line is, there's a lot of great teams, fantastic teams in the NWA, but they're one octave below the horsemen. You see, we don't care anything about doing endorsements. We don't like to be movie stars. Well, we are wrestlers. We achieved our notoriety, and rest assured, when we walk in a shopping mall, it might as well be Johnny Carson. We achieved our notoriety through wrestling in the ring. We don't mind sweating. We don't mind sacrificing. You see, stars are in Hollywood. Stars are in the sky. What the horsemen are, the reason we are the elite, is whether we got the flu, whether we got an injury, whether we miss a plane, somehow we show up. And we give 110% every night of our life. So when we tell you we're the horsemen and we're the elite, believe it, because that's what we put our credibility on. You know, what is it, Double A? Diamonds are forever, and so are the horsemen. Yeah! All right, fans, let's go to the ring for more action. Man, I don't know what it was about Tully, but Tully made a belt seem important. Did he not? Mm-hmm. He did. And those comments by Arn uh, make me think of something. Oh, yeah? I, I really think, 
we have a lot of fun here, but but honestly, and I was I don't know what made me think about this just the other day. I, it was probably maybe after seeing a lot of the guys at WrestleCade. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that um, I think one of the things that helped. There's a lot of things that helped JCP go out of business, right? But I think one of the things that hastened JP JCP going out of business was no shows. Hmm. We had tons of no shows of at uh, arena events, and sometimes those no shows involved Dusty, who was booking it. Just didn't feel like going. And you heard what Arn said there. Whether we had the flu, whether or we miss a plane, I think he was, I think he was ribbing on the square there. Yeah, I think I think he was ripping on guys not making towns. And that, to me, of all that you can do as an organization, a wrestling organization, if you don't give them the match that was advertised, that's the worst thing you can do. The absolute worst thing you can do. And I really think, and that happened a lot in JCP, uh, because I knew some of the promoters like Henry Marcus, uh, like um, the Mernicks. Up in uh, up in Raleigh, uh, Peter Postelou and Roanoke. Sometimes that what they had advertised didn't show up. They would always have someone in their place, right? But it wasn't the name they advertised, right? So I think it. I think I just think that's such bad business, and I think we got into that in this era because I guess I don't know. I'm not blaming. I guess you could say maybe I'm blaming Dusty. I don't know. We just were too big for our pants. We don't need to make this town. Everything will be fine. Bullshit. Make your fucking towns. Or do something else. And I get it. Those guys, those guys back in the day worked eight, nine shows a week. Right. So I get that they're tired and, but I just, we just, I I just think that that interview that Arn, that Arn did had some meaning to it. Yeah. And it it was ironic that it was around the same time I was thinking about how, a lot of guys miss shows back then. He just agreed with me. He did. Yeah. It sounded like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I don't know what I expected, but that was fun. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but... Are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right, going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to, be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening, wherever you listen. Hey, I wanted to uh, get your opinion on something that you may have seen. Maybe it's not on your radar yet. Are you in the loop on this new Christmas musical? Because I know how much you like Christmas, and I know how much you like musicals. I like musicals a lot better than I like Christmas. Wait, you don't love Jesus? I love Jesus. This is his birthday, bro. Well, it's not really his birthday. Christmas ain't his birthday? Well, it's not. The meaning of Christmas is not what it was. Uh, So anyway... What about this new musical? Spirited. I didn't know oh. it was a musical. 
I sat down really excited to see a Will Ferrell Christmas movie, stupidly thinking, oh man, Elf was funny. This'll be a musical with Ryan Reynolds. Right. Took me two sittings, but I finished it. Okay. Uh, I know it's on Apple TV, Apple plus. Um, I thought about watching it. Do you like people singing? Love it. Love musicals. Think you're in. Okay. Do they, 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 are they new songs? Yeah. Okay. 81% audience score, 68% tomato meter. Okay. There's, there's the, there's the problem now. When you said, is it new music? Okay. There hasn't been, there's not much good music out there anymore. What does that mean? Compared to the eighties. That's just an old man talking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, music ain't what it used to be. I mean, there ain't no more of that stuff that we used to listen to, like uh, Led Zeppelin and the Bladles and, uh, let's see, uh, uh, who else I talk about that we used to? Oh, the Outlaws. Remember the Outlaws? They had one good album. Ain't the, the, it? Hang on now. Hang on now. Okay. Th- this song right Leonard, here. Leonard, Leonard Skinner. That was the number one song, December 5th, 1987. The show we're watching, the day uh-huh. it aired. Yeah. That's the number one song. Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. But, and okay. you like that better, the music yep. today. Yeah, I do. Well, how's just that possible? The, it's, just, it's, it, it's just possible because I'm older than you, dude. The Eagles? Are you kidding me? I listen to the Eagles all the time. I listen to... Uh, so there it is. It's it's not a knock on today's music. I just, it's the same way with my parents. My parents hated the music I listened to. So it's a generational thing. It always is. You know that. Well, you know what? It turns out the number one song right now is Taylor Swift. So I agree. Yes. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Tony okay. Schiavone, wise beyond his years. <laughs> That's right. And like somebody I was talking to the other day. Oh, it's one of our wrestlers. I can't remember. Don't you love Taylor Swift? I went, no, I don't love Taylor Swift. Wait. She may have had a couple of good songs, but no. Well, she's got, guess what? She's got 19 songs on the top 100 now. I Great. said, who gives a flying fuck? Great. Yeah. Good for her. May she make more money and dump more boyfriends than ever. But, or more boyfriends dump her than ever. Uh, I wonder why that I, keeps I, happening. You ever think it's you, you simple bitch? That would be it. Just saying. Hey, uh, over the weekend, uh, maybe it was at the very end of last week. <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> what are you laughing about? You simple. <laughs> <laughs> you simple bitch got you, didn't it? Yeah. Okay. I got to use that, you simple bitch. <laughs> What about over the weekend? Um, a tweet came out oh, God. from your boy Which at one? the real disco oh. tweets out 95% of modern day wrestlers have no clue how to get over. Okay. Your response from someone who knew not, didn't know how to get over either. 
fuck him. I, uh, I agree there are people that don't know how to get over. But well, I don't think it's 95%. Why do, why do we even bring it? Why do we even validate? Why do we even uh, just amplify what that fucking dumbass cocksucker said, who if he knew what he was doing, wouldn't be doing a shoe show in Vegas? Okay? If he really knew what he was doing, uh-oh. If he really knew what he was doing, he wouldn't have us watching a Lex Luger promo. Watch JJ's facials. There's a lot of discussion being thrown around about the aftermath of Starcade 87. Watch JJ's face. Athletes involved. A lot of great matches were won and lost. But the bottom line is that the four horsemen delivered. Arnon Tully delivered. Ric Flair delivered. And Lex Luger stood toe-to-toe and did battle like he has never done before with the legend. And yes, you've proven to me, Dusty Rhodes, you are the legend, the legend himself. I had that match in control. So what comes out of Starcade? The fact is this, that Lex Luger is ready. I've proven to myself to establish myself as a dominant force in professional wrestling today. As an athlete, Lex Luger, the total package, has no equal. You see, it's time for me to step out of the pack, to stand on my own, to take no one's shadow, because I am the athlete of the year 2000. I am the man with all the physical tools. It's time for the total package to fulfill his potential, to fulfill my destiny, and that is to be the best that this sport has ever seen. The next decade will be the sphere of dominance. The superstar standing right here before you, looking you in the eye right now, that this sport has ever seen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Lex Luger, one of the four horsemen. Now let's go to the ring. Tony and Jim, you got him. Ladies and gentlemen, I present. So here we see, uh, Jim Cornette introducing beautiful Bobby. He's going to be in singles action here, but you can see the seeds being, being planted there as Luger's bragging about all the success that the horsemen enjoyed, uh, enjoyed at Starcade. Of course, we know that the road warriors didn't pick up the tag titles. Arn and Tully retained. Right. Flair won the world title back, but unfortunately Lex Luger lost the U S title. And he's bragging as if they all, you know, yeah. did what they were supposed to do. And you could see JJ in the back, like what? And then yeah. Luger says, it's time for me to step out of the shadows and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And sort of saying, Hey, I'm, I'm getting ready to leave the horseman here mm. on this same taping, which we're going to see highlights of next week. Uh, and next week will be the first time that we actually get to see, uh, our man in the studio. Jim Ross will be in the studio. Uh, but we would see. Lex Luger win a bunkhouse stampede match when he last eliminated JJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be an issue because Anderson gets on the apron, tells Luger to take a dive like the rest of them did. So JJ could win when that doesn't happen. Luger press slams, Blanchard drops Anderson with a power slam, puts him in the torture rack. And then, uh, Tully hits Luger in the back of the knee with a steel chair. And then they just gang up and beat the shit out of him. So we see the, the seed planted at this TV taping and this same taping, which will air next week. 
Luger, no, no longer a horseman, but it feels like to me in that promo, it was kind of Luger's idea and we'll see that happen next week. So I don't know if it's so much Luger was kicked out of the horseman as much as Luger quit the horseman. It reminds me of something else back in the day. And I, and I think I've touched on this before. First of all, I want to say the video font was wrong. Shows you how fucking big idiots we were. They said the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette would be wrestling. Yeah. And his beautiful Bobby. Right. So that was wrong. Uh, that's number one. It reminds me of something back in the day. And when I saw Dusty do that promo, and I knew the push that Luger was getting as turn a big baby face. And I think I brought this up before. As we the calendar turns to the new year, we have the bunkhouse stampede in Nassau Coliseum. I think I'm right about this. In a cage, bunkhouse stampede final, and there was no question, even me, who had only been in the business like, what, four years, five years at that time, and really didn't know that much. Even I, when Dusty went over in that bunkhouse stampede match to win the boot for a third time, I even thought, man, Luger should have won this. Right. And he didn't. And that was a sore point with a lot of the guys. Obviously, Tully was the most vocal. But Arn and Flair, they all, everybody knew that Luger, if we were going to elevate him as this big star, the way he looked, breaking away from the horseman, being his own man, that he should have gone over. And he didn't. Dusty went over with his own booking. Of course, he was the booker. So, again, you see cracks in the armor of JCP. Right. I mean, I, I mean, I know that there are cracks in the armor because they're, they're spending money that they don't have. And, but guys not making towns, dusty booking himself on top when it was, I mean, dusty had some genius booking ideas. He really did. But when it came right down to the book cast stampede, he did not need to go over and he put himself over in that. I really believe that's one of the things that I really believe that show really hurt us. Hmm do maybe i'm wrong we were really, really we were talking beforehand about how much and i don't mean to interrupt you and i certainly don't want to put words in your mouth but i just want to sort of recap where we were before you were saying how you agreed with everything that disco says no i don't agree with anything disco i oh, agree okay. that okay a lot of guys a lot of guys don't know how to get over but i also agree with anybody that think disco's a fucking idiot that's really? what i agree with wow that's because hurtful. he is an, he, he is an idiot. Yeah, it is hurtful because he's an idiot. The fact that you and I amplify what he says on our show that has legitimate wrestling fans and not a bunch of guys that want to just shit on everything like his fan base does is, I don't even know why we amplify it because he sucks. I'm not trying to amplify it. I wanted to bring it he up sucks. as a debate because I, I, I don't think that's fair. No, it's not. It's not fair. It's not 95% of all wrestlers. I think it gets back to this one thing that a, a friend of the show once told me. Oh boy. Um, I won't say his name, but we'll just say for the sake of this argument that his name's Cody and Cody once this Cody character I'm referring to once said to me, people misuse the word over mm. like the rock was over stone cold. Steve Austin was over. John Cena is over. Hulk Hogan was over. Bill Goldberg was over. Yep. All right. With that in mind. Yeah. If that's the real, 
if we stop saying, oh, they got a good reaction and got a lot of tweets. Yeah. Like how do we define over if we're using that as the barometer? That's kind of always been the case. 95. I think we could take modern day out and just say 95% of wrestlers have no clue how to get over. Well, you know what? You and I are kind of saying the same thing. And that is the disco inferno does not know what he's talking about. Right. He does not. He does not. He never knew what he was talking about. So here we are, you know, wow. Mike Rotunda is going to wrestle. Yeah. And he's going to wrestle a fucking goof dressed up like a booger. <laughs> That's uh, Joel Deaton, I believe. Thunderfoot, yeah, but, but Thunderfoot one. in the lime green looks like a legit crash test dummy. <laughs> oh, look, listen to Kevin Sullivan. Hey. Well, obviously. How many more Kevin, times go am I ahead. You say, want to talk to him? Obviously. To well, I want to tell you something. He wanted to wrestle. What he's doing is wrestling bozos. You know, aftermath, <laughs> the stockade is over. We, I heard Dr. Death out here Stockade. said there's no such things as... F- I got a number on the sacks. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I think it's, you know, there's a lot that goes into <clears throat> getting over in, in that Hulk Hogan, John Cena kind of way. And I would think if yeah. there is someone that's quote unquote over yeah. in wrestling these days, because I think what you're talking about most of the time is like in the mainstream. Yeah. Right. I mean, even Roman Reigns, I think like he's the most quote unquote over on WWE programming, but in real life, is he compared to those other guys? No, I'm just, yeah, correct. Like compared to those other guys, I don't think he is. And I'm not saying that to be shitty. I'm just saying, I I just don't think that's the case yet. I think in the long run, he will be. Oh, I think he has there. I think there's a lot of opportunity for him to be, but right. Uh, again, it goes back to this, and I hate to keep going back to it. What does Disco Inferno know about being over? Right. He doesn't because he never was. So he doesn't know. But again, he's just an opinion. But sometimes you take a look at the opinion. You take a look at, you know, 10 people, and you identify six of them as idiots. Right. And then you really, you just take their opinions and you just shove it over the side. Oh, you other four, okay, we'll use those opinions. You know, Use those. So he's an idiot. He is. And he is. Again, how does it would be just like, but like me saying, uh, 50% of announcers do not know how to announce. What the fuck do I know about 50? You know, I love that. You don't take your shit too seriously. It makes me happy. No, I, I don't. Uh, so yeah, just, uh, if, if I was, I, I should have says a uh, nice tweet from someone who was never over. That's what someone should have tweeted. You probably have him blocked though. Don't you? Yeah, probably do. I don't know because I, I, I completely, uh, you're outsourcing your Twitter now. Yeah. I, I, I took Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Just deleted it off your phone. Yep. Completely. Life's a lot better, isn't it? Yeah. It's the best. And now, now there's been a lot of talk about is Twitter going away? No, right? I mean, it's not going it, it's away. Not. It's not going it's away. It's not. But when I first heard, is Twitter going away? I was thinking, oh, please, God, make it happen. Well, they would just go to uh, that new shit. Yeah, that's all it would. They would just move into something else. What's that new shit everybody's got on? Hive. Hive? H-I-V-E. 
Well, that's a new social media conduit or whatever. Yeah. You should probably go that's lock down at Tony Schiavone okay. just so somebody doesn't start tweeting as, or hiving as yeah. you. Okay. You're going to break out in hives over there. All right. Yeah. Just, uh, it's just, um, I mean, obviously social media has been, um, I've said it before and I know I'm right. Social media has given idiots a voice. And listen, as we have well established on the show, and I have I've learned through my now 65 years, idiocy runs rampant. Yeah. It does. Well said. Uh, look at this. Airplane spin. Speaking a of idiocy. Bit more, <clears throat> a little bit more physical when he was advised by Kevin Sullivan. I think this is what we're seeing, the formation of the varsity club here, aren't we? Correct. Yeah. And, and eventually Rick Steiner will join him as well. And they wear their varsity club sh- shirts and. There you go. Or coats, jackets. And we still got Ric Flair and Michael Hayes. Yeah. And, and, uh, Michael Hayes wears a, uh, a robe to the ring. Oh, that's great. It's got a rebel. It doesn't. Whoa. See, that's that? what, that's what jumped out at me. By the way, congrats to your Jaguars. Uh, they beat the Ravens. Yeah. How about that? 28, 27. As I'm looking right now, I got 30, uh, 11, 30. 31, 32. I'm going to hit it at 35, Tony. All right. We're going to take one last time out today because we're going to talk about something pretty, pretty, pretty important. You see, lots of adults choose to use nicotine, but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Not everybody uses nicotine, but if you do, you'll want to listen up. Get ready. This is an ad for Lucy Breakers. If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, well, you know that not all products are the same. And there's one new product that Tony and I believe stands above the rest. Lucy breakers are the only nicotine pouch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the very last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you break open to release a rush of flavor. that doesn't fade away like those other pouches. You know, the ones that rhyme with thin, they come in so many flavors. You can get mint, berry, citrus, mango, even espresso. And you don't have to run down to the gas station or the corner store to get these. Just order online. And they'll be shipped straight to your door, baby. Every order gets free shipping. How can you beat that? Plus, if you subscribe, you'll save 15% off and never run out. I told the story here last week on the program. I've got a fellow who used to, uh, well, have to go outside and stand in the freezing ass cold here in Alabama in the winter to get his nicotine fix. Not anymore. I introduced him to Lucy Breaker. He's enjoying life and smelling a little better too. I don't think we can help some other folks with a special deal right now, Tony. So whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are the intelligent choice, and we've got a special deal for our listeners. Get $10 off your first order when you use promo code WHW at checkout, and shipping is always free. That's lucy.co. Promo code WHW to receive $10 off and free shipping. Again, remember this website, lucy.co, for more details. And we thank Lucy for sponsoring the podcast. Here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. 
podcast fans, huge ad-free shows announcement. The premiere of Click This, the Kevin Nash podcast, is coming to ad-free shows live next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. That's December 6th for a live watch-along of his world title match against Goldberg from Stargate. It's happening next Tuesday on adfreeshows.com. Here's the deal. All $29 level members and higher on ad-free shows will be invited to join the live watch-along event. And top guy members will get to come up and chat live with Kevin during the event. Talk to Kevin. Kevin talks to nobody. Barely talks to me and I'm his co-host. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to chat one-on-one with Kevin and watch this live watch-along next Tuesday at freeshows.com. And with that in mind, Tony, let's get back to the program. I'm at 1-11-35 in 3, 2, 1, play. With us now, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson. Guys, looks like you're ready for the bunkhouse. You got that right. You know when it comes to getting down. You know the NWA is in town with a bunkhouse stampede. I'm talking about every man put up $1,000, up to $30,000, brother. And you know what anybody would do for $30,000. They get in there, they even stab their own mama in the back. A lot of them will. Ooh. But you see, the veterans that the Rock and Roll Express has got, that is two of us. And we look after each other. Look after each other is what it's all about. And that's what we're going to do when we're going to stampede. I know there's a lot of people out there saying all the things they're going to do. But, brother, first you got to do it, and then you talk about it. That's just like the NWA World Tag Team titles. You see, Tony Blanchard, Art Anderson, you got a long road ahead of you, brother. You hadn't seen nothing yet, and you talk about how bad and how good you are. But like I said, you had not seen nothing yet. It was a long, hard road, brother. But every highway we took led us right here. NWA, the best wrestling in the world. If you are a wrestler, brother, that's what you are in NWA. And that's what we hear. That's what we stand for. So you remember it. You remember it well, brother, because rock and roll is solid gold, and it's forever, and it's going to live forever. And you remember it. Baby, because we're going to be around here for a long time. So you be ready. And you be ready looking good because it's stampede time. And it's the holidays. It's Christmas time. And that money sure will look good. Woo! All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the match next. The world heavyweight champion, Ric Flair, in his first title defense on television Come on. in two years. You hear He's the background? against Freebird. There it comes. Michael Hayes. There it is. One of the best theme songs in wrestling history. No doubt. Just got to let that play. Please do. I love it. I'm going to y'all stupid. Got a place you don't want to be at. This ain't no home sweet home. It's a home sweet misery. Man, such an old school, great theme song. And oh, it's best. It really is. I love it. Compare and contrast that with that piece of shit robe he's wearing. I know. Uh, and, uh, he's really color coordinated. Is he gold, green, and blue? Well, I'm a free yes. bird. What's your excuse? Yeah, that's, uh, those pants are probably, uh, you can tell what religion he is, Tony. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, it's, you'll, Pretty you'll best. figure it out. Yeah. 
And here comes Ric Flair in the robe that got away, man. I've been chasing this one forever. He had a, uh, a yellow peacock robe that he says was the best robe he ever had. He let blackjack Mulligan tear it up on uh Crockett TV way back when. Yes. And, and then he did this green robe and this is, uh, what I call the, the peacock robe. I just loved it, man. He would wear this on the, the funeral parlor set in the WWF a few years later. So many classic moments, so many classic posters. And I can't find that one An Olivia Walker special. And nobody knows where the hell it is, but there's the big gold belt. That's what it's all about. Of course, in 1986 at battle of the belts, he had one hell of a match in that same robe here in Florida against, uh, Barry Windham, Dave Meltzer would call it the best hour of wrestling he had seen on television ever. Wow. Uh, it was an incredible match between the two. And now a year later, year and a half later, we're back and the world title still on the line. Big gold belt's got a little dent at the top of it already. Mm -hmm. Lots of people foolishly think it's from 91 when Bobby Heenan dropped it at SummerSlam, or maybe yeah. it's when uh, big show Bennett while he was smoking a cigarette, all these silly theories out yeah. there. The reality is it's been here in 87. Yeah. You know, I remember, I always remember it. I always remember that having the belt, the bent part of it at the top. It didn't have to, when it, when he first debuted in 86, it wasn't there, but it did pop okay. up in 87. So, okay. Yeah. I knew it wasn't far after he debuted. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had character to it. And there you see, I like the old school standoff referee, Bill Alfonso, bringing them to the center. And you're going to do something kind of cool on this. Uh, again, I just want to remind everybody the context. Jim Crockett promotions has gone out and purchased speaking of color coordination. Why is flair not in green boots rocking the white instead? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, this era has gotten very, very competitive. Watts is struggling. Uh, he would go out and look in the crowd and say to his booker, where are the blowjobs? <laughs> that's a real sentence. I'm sure. And that's, is. that's what he referred to the female patrons. There weren't enough uh -huh. ladies who were buying tickets okay. and, and eventually realized, Hey, uh, we're, we've got a little recession in the oil business of sorts. Mm -hmm. So as that industry has struggled, so has the disposable income. Right. And they find themselves woefully behind and the bills are piling up and they can't compete with Vince McMahon nationally anymore. He, he does a moonshot and tries one last time. To rebrand it instead of Mid-South, now it's going to be the UWF, the Universal Wrestling Federation. Because what's bigger than the World Wrestling Federation? Well, the whole fucking universe. Sure. And it worked about as well as you would imagine. So he needs a mark, a sucker to buy his debt. And mm. the person who's desperate enough to do that and mm. thinks they got enough firepower to compete with Vince. And man, they were once upon a time as Jim Crockett Promotions. Jim Ross helps broker that deal, finds himself being one of the broadcasters. He's on this call and we'll actually see him in the studio next week for the first time. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying all that to say, we're trying new things here, especially in the wake of WrestleMania three, WrestleMania three became something that was big, even in the touring industry where once upon a time arenas were clamoring for this wrestling craze, maybe beforehand, they just promoted festivals and concerts and the whatnot, but man, everybody thinks this is the hot thing. So let's get them. So the WWF goes from running one town to two to three towns. They got an AB and a C town. So in an effort to compete, 
Crockett is doing what they can, man. They're buying out Bill Watts. They're growing their syndication. We just saw at Starcade TWN, the wrestling network. We're trying to say, right. Hey, we got just, we got the same stuff they do. Right. And the other thing they're going to try to do is offer competitive matches on TV because certainly WWE WWF at the time, of course, has Saturday night's main event, but most of their shows, their syndicated shows are essentially enhancement matches, much like we've seen mostly today, but a main event like this, where you've got a top act. And I know these days, everybody likes to talk about Michael Hayes as doot, doot, doot and all that. But the reality was the guy was over in a, in a, in a question where we're discussing, Hey, who was over in the territory days, Michael Hayes was over. Free birds were big time over. Yes. Yes. And as a result, we're going to put him in a title match here against Ric Flair. And oftentimes it's been said that Rick could have a five-star match with a broom. Well, let's see in this match, but the point is it's a different presentation from what you normally do. It's not just an arena show. It's an arena show. You're running on your, your big time TV instead of just a regular studio squash show. But in addition to that, you're going to go off the air without a finish here. It's a hot finish. Like we would see in nitro. Yeah. I mean, that that's revolutionary for the time. Is it not? Yeah. And it's the wrong thing to do. Talk to us. Why, why, why is it a wrong thing to do? What to go off without a finish? Well, we gotta go. I mean, y'all did it forever. Yeah. It still was the wrong thing to do. You don't like cliffhangers. I'm not arguing. No. I'm asking. No, I don't. I, I, I don't. I mean, I liked at the time being a part of it. Right. Being exciting, being up here, telling the fans we got to go, we're out of time. And I used to say the tape machines are rolling. We'll show you what happened next week. And we necessarily never did, or most of the times we didn't. I just think that you had the fans invested in this match, and the match moves along, and all of a sudden, boop, we're gone. What the hell, right? It's like, man, it's like base is loaded. Bottom of the ninth, they're going to win the World Series, but we got to go to the Mary Tyler Moore show. Right. So I, so I know I, I, again, we, we, we've talked a lot about the, the, the cracks in, in Jim Crockett promotions, the sale of the UWF, uh, to Jim Crockett promotions, dusty booking himself over in the bunkhouse stampede guys, not showing up for bookings, uh, and going off of TV without showing finishes. I think at listen, that all mixed it into the pot was the reason we failed. I really believe so. I mean, I don't think you will ever see Tony Khan book a show where he, he goes off without a finish. Want to bet? I don't think you'll ever see that. You really? You think he will? Yeah. You think he'll eventually do that or has he done it and I missed it? Well, hang on now. Are we saying, let's make sure we're understanding. Cause a lot of times brawls would start on nitro. It wasn't technically a match. Like maybe it's a DQ. Uh-huh. And things get out of order and we hear the bell ding, ding, ding. Oh, the referee's going to throw this one out. We got to go. We're desperately. Okay. Out. That's going to happen. That's going to happen in uh AEW. Okay. It's a cliffhanger. I don't saying That's a shit on AEW. I'm just saying some of my favorite TV shows I watch. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, okay. It feels like this is the end. And then a door will swing up and you're like, oh. That guy's fucking back. I got to tune in okay. next week to see. That's just yeah, a storytelling that, device. Okay. That's a storytelling device, but you can still have a finish in your match and then move on with a storytelling device after the finish is over. Okay. So you fuck finish DQs. Does that count or no? No, I don't think uh, fuck finish DQs count. 
I'm asking. I don't a like them. I never liked fuck finish DQs. What about I think what about event, Freely toothpicks? I, you in on, where you at on those? <laughs> I think fuck finish DQs is fucking the fans. Okay. I've I've always thought that, and you don't you don't want to fuck the fans because you can only fuck them so many times. Oh, really? <clears throat> yes. How many? What's the appropriate number of times to fuck the fans? Thirty-eight. Oof that that was that was said with like no. I knew you were going to ask me some dumbass fucking number, so I just threw one out there. No, I mean, listen. So, to, a, if, to appease your dumbass question. If anybody knows about how, how many times you can fuck the fans, it's somebody who worked in WCW. I'm not saying that to be ugly. <laughs> like, you figured out. And worked in, and worked in Jim Crockett Promotions. <laughs> you, you know when it's one too many. Yeah. I, oh, all right. You can't please everybody. Right. Sometimes fans are going to, a group of fans are going to feel like they've been fucked over. And a lot of times a group of fans are just waiting to be fucked over and they live for that. Yes, they do. So they can, so they can shit on you and shit on your promotion and shit on this podcast and whatever it is. That's what they do because they're miserable fucks and they don't realize they're miserable fucks, but that's what they are. Do you think people actually buy tickets and go sit in the arena and say, they're going to fuck us today. I know it. Yeah, I absolutely do. Damn. I absolutely do. Damn. Yeah, that's that's where we are. Damn, um, it's the way life is has gone these days. But, um, so anyway, so not every fan is going to be feel that they got their money's worth. But when you have a show like this on TBS at six oh five, which has been your hallmark product, yes, yes, okay, which has been the the number one syndicated or non, uh, number one cable time slot, yes, for wrestling on TV for years and years and years. And you don't give them a finish, right? Uh, you know, give them a finish, and then have somebody run down and have some sort of angle afterwards, and they go off with the, as Dave Meltzer would so uh, inappropriately call, or incorrectly call heat, have them go off with some something great. But you, you can still have a finish for the match. That's just my feeling, as a fan and a person who's worked in the business. So. There you go. Well, you ain't so got like, to get hot about it. No, I'm not hot about it. I'm just, I'm just very passionate about my feelings about, about wrestling, about what, and I, I don't know what always works. I'm not a, I'm not one of those great creative guys who say, can you book? No, I can't book. I've never been in the ring for crying out loud. I've never wrestled. So it's like, can you coach a baseball? Can you coach a, be a manager of a major league baseball team? No, I never played major league baseball. I never played pro ball. So so I don't think I'm a creative guy, but I know as a fan what works and what doesn't work and what's right and what's wrong. And I can tell you right now, I I can definitely say that when I look at something and say that's not right, I'm pretty spot on many times of what's – and when Luger didn't go over in the bunkhouse stampede in the cage in the Nassau Coliseum and I said that's not right, I knew that wasn't right and I knew that was correct. So there you go with that. I like the way you, you phrase that when you said I'm on the money many times, it was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, yeah, re- I- it reminded me a lot of the, uh, anchorman line right. 60% of the time it works every time. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not like disco who's, who puts out a tweet like he's a know-it-all, you know, I mean, I listen, I'm not always right, but. Who is nobody? 
you know, Jeff Jarrett says all the time, booking is subjective. Creative uh-huh. is subjective. Yeah. You know, and, and that is really as simple as, as Bruce sometimes likes to say, you, you wanted chocolate. I wanted vanilla. Yeah. Doesn't mean, you know, vanilla's wrong or chocolate's right. We know what I mean. Just right. kind of is what it is. Yeah. I like discussing things like this. I do. Um, I like the discussion of over, but then I think anytime I just say the word disco, you get triggered. Yeah, I do. It triggers me. I just wanted to see if I could get you to say trigger on the show before we clicked record. I made a bet with Dave Silva that I could get Uh, you to say the word triggered triggered. (laughs) Well, he didn't think it could. So I'm eating Whataburger for free tomorrow. Now there you go. I don't want Whataburger, but anytime I let him buy, that's what it is. Yeah, so he lives at Whataburger is what I understand. No, he doesn't. That's that's a that's a falsehood. Okay. He sends his wife. <laughs> I uh, I, uh, I sat behind her in a drive through once. I don't know. Four hours. I was it was I mean it was when they first got open and I had never yeah. had it, and yeah. my daughter was really fired up to try it. If it was yeah. just me in the car, I would have said fuck this and pulled out. But because she was in the car and she had hyped it up, I guess they had something horrible called a Dr. Pepper milkshake or some shit. Yes. Right. She was really excited about it. So I thought, okay, well it took forever and it was, uh, not worth waiting for, but Lord knows I I saw the lady in front of me waiting diligently, patiently. And then I, Uh and then when she rolled her window down, I recognized, Uh wait a minute, that's Mrs. Silva. Hey, I don't want to interrupt you. See Flair calling spots here? I do. Oh, that's so he's so good at that. You know, got hit in the nose and has his hands over his nose like it hurts. And then he calls and as Alfonso leans, leans down, he tells Alfonso what's going to happen next. Fuck, oh, what a master. So anyway, she, Ms. Silva's waiting in the uh, drive-thru for hours. Yeah, for hours and hours and hours every day. Right. She's probably and, and there I right agree. now. And I agree. Uh, I really like Whataburger. Love them. Like everything they have. Except a Dr. Pepper milkshake, because that ain't it. Those two flavors don't go together, dude. Let me uh, tell everybody, uh, if you're getting this early on Patreon, don't miss Tales from the Territories this Tuesday. If you're listening on Wednesday, it aired last night. It was all about Jim Crockett promotions. We had Jim Cornette. We had Arn Anderson. We had Ricky Morton. Good times. Good times. Good for you. You don't like Crockett Territory talk? Um, oh, I forgot. You hate the Tales from the Territory guys. Right. Yes. Now, do you hate Evan or Jason more? Or do you hate them equally? I don't think, uh, I don't know. Let's see who they try to get canceled this week. We'll find out. Oh, they're not doing that since they're doing territory shows. They learned uh, their okay. lesson. Yeah, well. They're just whacking off territories. Yep. Whack, whack, whack. Anyway. Anyway, uh, we see Rick Flair here. Good for them. Good for them. Okay. You got to get uh, out of it. I, you know what? I, uh, I, I, not only did I see Paul Bromwell this weekend, I saw Matt Coon. Oh man. Sorry about that. Yeah. You had to see John Alba, Matt Coon, Paul Bromwell. Yeah. yeah. Just all the folks. I, I, I wish Cassio was there. So you uh, would have Cat- had somebody else to, to hate on. No, no, I love Cassio. Okay. And I, and I, I, how can you not like Paul Bromwell, right? Oh, salt of the earth human being. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And apparently, uh, Jarrett was going to do a podcast and wanted, was, wanted to know if I was going to stay 
after the show. Uh, and you and, said, fuck uh, no, I'm out of here. No, I, I had, I had these, I had all these friends of mine. I had to get back and fly, uh, flying back first thing in the morning. So I had to drive back quickly, uh, and get them to the airport on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, which is, Ooh, if you've never been to the Atlanta airport on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, you don't know what you're missing. Oh God. I can't imagine. Yeah. Jeez. So how was your Thanksgiving? Good. Fantastic. Did it down at my mom's house, smoked the Turkey. Like I do, uh, uh-huh. Did the uh, the Creole Cajun stuff all around? Everybody said it was the very best one. Take a listen to this now. The ropes again. He's, he's on, it. on the bottom. Flick. No, Michael thinks he's won it. He certainly he got a he got a two count, but Flair's foot was on the bottom rope. That's exactly right. And now Rick Flair throws him out on the floor. <laughs> Do you notice I said that that's exactly right to Jr. right there? Way back when. Way back when. Isn't that amazing? God, God bless America. Oh, here it comes. Geez. Here it comes. Here he comes. Trying to get him down again. Can he do it? Can he get him over? Yes. One, two. Tony, your thoughts? That is fucking over the fans. You can't tell me it's not. That's the first time you fucked us, Tony. Okay. I'll always <laughs> think of this moment. Fans at home, I want you to mark down the time and date. It was December 5th, 1987. It's the first time Tony Schiavone fucked us. But it won't be the last. There'll be plenty of fucking to go around next week right here on WHW. But unfortunately, Tony, right now, it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring wearing Lululemon tights is Dave Silva. What? And as you know, there's only three things that tell the truth, and that's drunks, kids, and Lululemon anti-stink casual running classic fit pants. Oh, we're desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Cumulus, also known as Westwood One. But Mondays, we come to you on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Look at the ass on Silva. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.